0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Silence Sports, I'm Travis Joined here today by Alex and Ryan again today, Ben is not with us this week. Hey guys. Hello, how's it going? Hey. I apologize, this this episode is probably going to come out pretty late today because my brother accidentally deleted the entire recording that we did before. So this is take two, We recorded for about an hour yesterday, and now we're doing it again tonight. So it's going to come out at like 10 o'clock tonight, my apologies. But later, we have our... We have our second part of the NBA Predictions, so it's tuned to that at the end of the episode. First, I came up with some Redskins names, because as some of you probably know, the Redskins decided they are going to change their name officially. So I came up with some good names here. And the Redskins, since they are in Washington, D.C., they have a bit of a unique opportunity here, I think, to have a cool name. So here are five names that I picked you guys can weigh in after. The Washington Generals, the Washington... Colonials, the Washington Rebels, the Washington Warriors, and the Washington Militia. If you guys had to pick one of those, you had to pick one of those. Which one do you think it would be? Well, let's go to Ryan. Um,
1: I like favorite. the Washington Warriors. I think the Washington Warriors sounds like a fighting team, and they just really want to win. So I like the Washington Warriors.
0: Yeah. Okay, Alex, what would you pick?
2: Yeah, I'm with Ryan on this one. I really like the Warriors, I think that the shift from like the Redskins to like the Colonials. He's not really something the NFL to consider at the moment.
0: It's not um, good I don't think the NFL is really deciding, though. Isn't it more like Dan Snyder and his team there?
2: Well, actually, there's a lot of stuff around Dan Snyder right now that's not appropriate, but he's being charged for second harassment. he's probably going to have to end up selling the team. And so that could either end up being the name change to be up to the NFL or be up there the next so uh, yeah, you
0: know, I that. I heard that he was in trouble... Or stuff like that and I didn't know he was gonna sell the team. Is this like official news? Do you think the NFL is gonna pressure him to selling the team?
2: Yeah, a very similar thing happened with the Panthers. Their owner um, got in trouble for sexual harassment and he had to again sell their team.
0: Alright, maybe Maybe we'll maybe we'll dive into that more next week when we have a bit more details on it. But personally, out of these names, I either I think I kinda of like the the generals for this one. Wait, isn't that the name of the team? Wait, what is the team that the Globetrotters play? That's not the Generals, is it?
2: <laughs>
0: the yeah. no, the, what are the, who do the Globetrotters play? Don't they play the Washington uh, Generals? I think,
2: I think they just go around and play other teams show
0: off. No, they play like a certain team, but that's besides the point. But I heard that they're trying to keep their color scheme and stuff, so... I don't think it would really make sense to switch their name to something like this is what I would rather switch it to, but they're trying to keep the same color scheme, is what I hear. So if they switch it to something like Colonials or the or like the Rebels, and so they'd have to go to like red, white, and blue theme, like kind of like the Patriots. But since they're keeping the um, since they're keeping their theme now with the color scheme that they have, um, something I can see is probably like the Washington, the Washington Redtails or something like that. What do you guys think? Some other good names would be. For the Redskins this year, to change it to. Yeah, I mean,
2: I mean, yeah, I think honestly the Warriors this you option know, like red tails, red wings. Doesn't really sound right, you know.
0: I can I see red like, tails.
2: I think I think they can use them and try to work the same golden red back into the Warriors design, but I don't think it's a good idea to try to like make like, the red tails. It just doesn't sound great. It makes it sound like an belt team.
1: I think the um, Washington Fighters it might be a good team, but I, I like Washington Warriors the best out of all
0: of them. But would you think that would go with the color scheme? I mean, the Warriors. Um, I mean, what they would be. I don't understand. Why would I get the Warriors? Because out of all like the, cl- the colonist things you can do, like I don't really understand Warriors. I mean, I'm sure there's history behind the Redskins' name. They decided it was not okay anymore and it was outdated. But it seems like there wouldn't be a lot of like history or a story behind the name. The warriors you know besides that they just needed to change their name and that was the next best bet they could choose right so there's another thing here i want to go over Do you? so the logo change let's assume that they have the warriors as their logo what would the logo be for the warriors
1: oh i think it could be like two swords crisscrossing and it could just be like maybe a shield in the background i feel like that could be a cool logo for them
0: I was playing a video game, Ryan, online, and that was literally one of the logos for the video games. That's kind of random, I but think
2: that, um, I think that there's definitely going to be like a sense of definitely war in the name, but there's going to be a W somewhere to represent you know the Warriors in Washington. Maybe they do like like maybe the DC skyline in the background, it's like circular crest, and you got like warriors in cursive font, maybe something like that. I think that might look really nice.
0: But that seems more like a, a secondary logo. What would their mascot be like? Like you know, um, what's a what's a good example? Like the Texans, they have their bull as their mascot, like their animal or something. What would their mascot be? Because you can always have the secondary logo with the team name. Like the Patriots have the Patriots logo in squeaky colors, but they also have the the flying Elvis and the guy under center. You know. So what would their yeah. logo be? I feel
1: like a oh, I guy holding good. a sword could be their um. Their mascot. Their mascot would be a warrior.
2: I think that's pretty
0: obvious. But I don't seem to understand. Would it be they just like the old Warriors logo? Where the guys, the Knights holding the sword? Or are they they trying to keep the idea of what they had before? Because the way they put it before was um, kind of inappropriate, as we we mentioned. But um, uh, if if they want to keep that idea, I guess they could put like, um, like the Braves logo or something like that. I guess I would fit maybe a bit of a twist on like the Braves logo or something. You know?
2: I think, I think the Redskins are trying to just like get, get themselves away from uh, all that and trying to step in a new way instead of trying to keep their old past in history. Like, they want to have themselves a new light, you a know, new franchise. They want to win now. They don't want to be in the old sloppy mess they used to be.
0: Alright, so let's move on to our second segment. We're going to go deeper this is the Cam Newton deal with the Patriots. So, Ryan, we haven't heard your opinion on Cam Newton yet because you weren't here for the episode that we covered it. Can you give us your initial thoughts on Cam Newton on the Patriots, Ryan?
1: Okay, so I think Cam Newton is just insurance for Jared Stidham. And I feel like Cam Newton, just his name and getting the MVP a couple of years ago, will get him to start. But I feel like the, the Patriots are really trying next year or in a couple years coming are really trying to get a new quarterback, maybe coming out of college or maybe just in the NFL. But they're just trying to have insurance for their Jared Stidham right
0: now. Well, okay, that kind of goes along with what our um, theme is for this. So there are two ways I see this going. Is he an auto starter, which it seems like I think Ryan's trying to say, or is he just pressure for Stidham? So pressure for Stidham would mean that they put in Jared Stidham, but they say, hey, Jared Stidham, if you don't do good in the first couple of weeks, then we can always put Cam Newton in, and we know what we're going to get from him. So, Alex, what do you think? Auto starter or is he pressure for Stidham?
2: In New England, there's no auto starters. I think Bell just made that very clear. If you don't match up to his expectations, he will demote you, and that's just going to happen if Cam doesn't. But I think there's already pretty low expectations for him, and Cam could rise above them in camp, and I think that would have to make him the starter over Stidham because... I Stidham doesn't have the experience to jump right into the NFL game scenarios.
0: All right, so what I think here is I think he is pressure for Stidham. I think that Cam Newton probably will start, but what I would I'd like to see – actually, no, I don't think he will start. I would like to see them start Stidham. I would rather him be pressure for Stidham, right? I'm sure he'll probably be an automatic starter, but just because he's done. I don't think they'd sign Cam Newton to a um, – I don't think they signed a flashy player like Cam Newton just to be a backup and pressure for Stidham. But what I want to see, I want him to see, I want him to be pressure for Stidham. I want Stidham to get a, at least a couple games under his belt so we, we know what we're dealing with when we see him because obviously you can't make um, a judgment if he's good or not just based on what you see in training camp. I mean, we saw him for a couple plays in the season, and he threw a pick to the Jets. And um, So what I'd like to see, I'd like to see him come in as a backup I mean, the contract they signed him on is not very significant at all. He's making less than a lot of crappy backup quarterbacks. Jared Stidham is making more than him and a lot of other backups on other teams, like Joshua Dobbs, who used to be in the Steelers. not really sure he is now, but that's besides the point. I think that Kenton's probably a better quarterback than Jared Stidham, if we're being honest, but I want to see what we're dealing with with Jared Stidham, right? I'd rather give Jared Stidham that year of experience. So, Ryan... Would you like to give us your take? Is he an automatic starter, or is he pressure for Stidham? Sten- so,
1: as Alex said, there really are no automatic starters in New England, but know um, he's such a big name, and that MVP thing has, he has going for him, I really think he will auto-start. It doesn't matter how well Stidham performs. I really think he will be starting, and maybe if he gets hurt, yeah, Jared Stidham will be playing, but for now, just the quarterback I feel will, become, will be Cam.
0: All right, so I think...
1: think
2: them pushing Stidham into the fire like this, especially with Boston's overly aggressive media sports market, could really just shatter his confidence in one blow. And that would be terrible for Stidham's career and the future of the Patriots because he's the guy we want going forward. Maybe we have one or two seasons in the camp, but Stidham's the guy we want running the team for the next 10 years.
0: I think that... Before it was Tom Brady, right? And I and everything was centered around Tom Brady, and you knew that Tom Brady was the guy, and there wasn't no a lot of starters, right? But, um, I think people would understand that Jared Stidham would have some learning curves. There would obviously be a couple people, but there always is people, um, criticizing the decisions of the Patriots. But I think to throw Stidham into the fire would be a good choice for the Patriots this year because, um, I think people now are going to be more under. I think people are understand they've come to terms with Brady leaving. There's not, I mean, it, the Belichick, if we're being honest, kind of screwed up the Brady leaving. He sort of pushed him out in a way. But I think people are excited to see what Jared Stidham is because the Patriots, they're so used to winning, right? All the fans, they want to see what they want to win, right? Even if do we know, I think, I mean, I think we're being honest, even if Jared Stidham does have a good year, at least we know what we're going to get. But I don't think we're going to be winning a championship. So people. They want Jared Stidham to be that next guy. So I think they'd be okay with shoving Jared Stidham into that starting role.
2: Look, Travis, the media its not going to forgive anybody. You saw, like, remember when we went into Kansas City and we lost by, it was 4 14 That was supposed to be the end of Tom Brady forever. We were 2-2 we were two two on the season. We were looking terrible. And then, you know, that season we went and we were, won our fourth ring. People were saying Jimmy Stidham was going to be the next guy, and I think Belichick thought that too. But he ended up not being the guy. We traded him.
1: But
0: so it's
2: that's what the Boston media gets you.
0: That's exactly what they wanted to be. People.
1: He something trading Jimmy G because as of now he, he's a great quarterback in San Francisco, and I think Brady once that happened, he, his expiration date expired. Like well, we should have had Jimmy G playing, and it was just a big mistake because I think Robert Kraft wanted to keep Tom Brady going, but Bill Belichick wanted Tom Brady out of there, and he wanted the next guy. Philip Belichick's
0: not one with, like, feelings. He just wants the most positive outcome. Well, you see, um... I kind of forgot what I was going to say, but I'm trying to remember. Okay, I got it. You see, that's exactly the same situation we're talking about here, right? We thought Brady was done in New England, right? Once they fell down to, what was it, two and 2-2? Two. Um, I mean, they do that every once in a while, right? But then they always come back stronger in the middle of the year. But they fell to 2-2. Two and two. I remember that. Everyone thought it was going to be the end of Brady when they lost to the Chiefs, and it was an absolute meltdown. But... Um, people were anxious to see what Jimmy Garoppolo was. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have a lot of playing experience at that time. All we knew was from those, from was from a couple games what we saw in him. And we saw he looked like a good quarterback. So And people, they wanted to, to, Jimmy Garoppolo to be the next Tom Brady. And they still do today. I promise you, if the Patriots start doing terrible next season, right, people are going to be like, ah, Jimmy Garoppolo would have been the next great quarterback for the Patriots. Just because the Patriots fans, they want the Patriots to be great. They're always looking now that Brady's gone for that next guy and what could have been with um, Jimmy Garoppolo, so I think it's not too sim. I think it's kind of similar in the fact. Well, may, they might not win the championship this year because they obviously bounced back from the two and two. But people thought Brady were done, and they brought in the next. They wanted to bring in the next guy right after they lost hope in the Patriots. So I mean, they lost hope in the Patriots that year. They thought Tom Brady has expired, like um, Ryan said, but it turns out he hadn't, which so it didn't really matter in the end. I think the Patriots fans are just hungry for the next quarterback. I don't think that they want it to be Jared Stidham. I don't think the media is going to be a problem for him.
2: I think it is because in New England you're expected to win a championship. It doesn't matter how good you do in your individual stats. You could throw for 6,000 yards, 60 touchdowns. If you don't win a championship, it's all for nothing. You know We don't like to talk about Brady's 07-08 season around here. When he, won this, when he won the MVP, was very dominant. Randy Moss... We don't like to talk about that because we didn't win a Super Bowl. We went undefeated that season, but we didn't win the Super Bowl. Well, and in the league, really, it really just boils down to winning the Super Bowl. That's all that really matters.
0: Well, if you want to talk about throwing someone into the fire, Cam Newton. Although he looks motivated, and we'll get that to that in a second, but um although he looks motivated, Cam Newton. If you compare him to Brady, he's everything that the Patriots don't want on their team. He's a flashy guy. He takes losing very hardly, right? He, lo- he, st- he stops trying at times, like we saw in the Super Bowl when he didn't die for that fumble, infamously. But um, the Patriots media, if Cam Newton fails, they're going to absolutely destroy Cam Newton. So I don't think Bill Belichick is worried about exposing a player to the media too much, you know? Because in the end, Bill Belichick is not going to matter to him.
2: But Cam, Cam knows how to deal with a lot of media pressure, right? He dealt with it back in Carolina when they just come off that Super Bowl loss and everyone was blaming him for everything. And then he still went out and played well. And then he got intern. And I think the media really got on his face about that, guy too. And I think if he comes into England, he can really deal with the media pressure better than Citiba will be able to. And he might be able to even teach him a thing about that.
0: Okay. I don't think that he dealt with the media pressure very well. Did you see him in the press conference after the Super Bowl? Sure. He got over it, I guess you could say that. But he didn't handle it well when the spotlight was on him, right? After that Super Bowl press conference, I remember. He was. He looked very depressed. He had a towel over his head, and he just refused to answer some questions. He just sat there, and he didn't cry, but he was acting like a crybaby at the end of that Super Bowl.
2: But Travis, how would you feel if you just lost Super Bowl Fifty? You know, the, the Fifty Super Bowl. You just lost it because you fumbled the ball away. The best defense. I don't think I'd be very happy about that either.
0: But you got players like Tom Brady who threw away the whole season at the end of the year on a pick six, right? He still walked. He still went to that press conference, knowing that he probably knew at that point it was going to be his last game on the Patriots, right? He still went up there with his head high and was optimistic, and he answered all the questions that they gave him. So sure, you can't give him the answer to everything. He's not going to reveal then that he's going to a different team because he doesn't want to cause he doesn't want to commit that early, right? But Tom Brady, he handled it a, like Tom Brady. That's that's a pretty sad ending to his Patriots career, losing to the Titans in the first in the wild card round, right? But Tom Brady, he still sat there. He answered the questions. He didn't give the correct answer. He just he said he didn't know if he was going to stay, and anything was possible. But but um, he still went in there and he answered all the questions. Cam Newton did not do that. All right, this week and the past couple weeks, Cam Newton's been on social media, where it seems like he's very motivated. So, um, do you guys believe in Cam Newton's motivation, or do you think that? let's say some circumstance comes up and Cam Newton doesn't get the starting job, do you think he loses that motivation? Is he truly motivated, guys?
1: Um, So I don't I don't think the motivation is real. And I do think if they have a losing season, he has a very bad season. I think he will just keep going to teams and trying to make it work. But I, I don't think the motivation he shows on Instagram and stuff, I, I don't think that's real. I think he's just trying to put
0: on a show for the audience. Right, that's interesting because I actually I agree with you there because I think that if Cam Newton loses his starting job that he's going to put his head down in the Patriots. I mean, you don't want to keep someone like Cam Newton on the roster just for um, all the extra media attention, so I think that they'll probably end up cutting to cut him even though he's not a very big deal, so you never know, but um, I think he'll probably end up getting cut if he doesn't get the based on his attitude because a truly motivated player I think, because as we saw in the Super Bowl, Cam Newton didn't take losing very well in that. So um, I think that his motivation is truly based on excitement, that he thinks he's going to get the job. Alex, do you think he's motivated?
2: I think Newton has a whole different fire under him. He's been disrespected completely by North Carolina and Ron Rivera, and now he's back, and he, he's coming for blood. I think He's going to come out there with a fire underneath him, and he's going to show the league why Cam Newton should be back in business.
0: Alright, so let's move on to our game section now, since we already heard our joke of the weekend and yesterday, you guys will never get to hear it, but all we're going to do this week is I have a new segment for you guys that we're going to reveal in a couple of seconds, and then we're going to do our review. I hope you guys remember your review from yesterday. So here's the new segment, guys. We have our Walmart story of the week. There are always great stories from Walmart all around the country. It's... Okay, you just listen to this. We'll read the headlines first. Okay? We have two headlines this week for our game section from Walmart. I want to get your reaction before I read the whole story. A woman banned from a Texas Walmart after eating half a cake and refusing to pay the price. She claims that it was like that when she found it. <laughs> okay. And this is the most ridiculous one. <laughs> Okay. Walmart bans woman riding scooter and for drinking w- wine. Well, wait, a minute. let me reread this. I just butchered that. Walmart bans woman, f- Walmart bans woman f- for riding a scooter outside of their property with drinking wine out of a Pringles can. <laughs> okay. Which one would you guys like to start with? We want to talk about the one who ate half of a cake and left it in the store. Or would like to talk about the one with the Pringles game. Can you repeat
1: the cake one? I like. Can you repeat the cake one, please?
0: Okay. Woman banned from Texas Walmart after eating half a cake, refusing to pay the full price, after she claimed that the cake was like that when she found it. Okay.
1: Let's talk with the cake one.
0: Okay. A woman in a Walmart store in Texas who ate. This is from. Uh, I should mention first. It's from NBC News. They actually, um, on both of these, they actually misspelled the headlines from both these sources, so um, shout out to them anyways, but here we go. A woman in a Walmart store in Texas who ate half a cake from the store's bakery refused to pay the full price after, and was subsequently banned from the store. The woman has not been identified because the Walmart employees did not want to press charges, they simply wanted her banned from the store. McClure said, she, said she, she was banned but wasn't charged for the cake. McClure said she didn't know if the woman made off with the rest of the, her dessert. I don't know if she got the whole cake. I don't know if she left with the other half of it, he said. I'm guessing that's one of the owners of the Walmart store, but the part that I did include in this is I saw another story on this. This is one I chose, chose to read, read, but the woman, she found this. The This is like... The main thing. She found the cake, ate half of it in the store. They had video evidence of this. And um, she claimed that she found it half eaten. <laughs> Texas Walmarts are truly a fascinating thing, guys. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, they are. Yes, they are very fascinating. And we can do this every week because there's no shortage of stories from, from Walmart. Okay. okay, now we have our. Walmart bans women from riding a scooter and drinking wine from a a Pringles can. I don't know why I cannot pronounce that. But, okay. Let's get to it. According to U.S. This this one is from CBS17.com for news. Shoot. Okay. According to USA Today, employees at the store in Wichita Falls had asked officers to ban the woman after she had been drinking wine from a Pringles potato chip can for, for several hours as she rode around in an electric cart. <laughs> I can't do this. Um, that's it. Okay. So she was riding around in one of the electric carts. You know how the grocery stores, they have the electric carts? For the scooters? Yeah, for like people? Yes. <laughs> she was drinking wine out of a Pringles can. You know, like little Pringles cans. This is ridiculous. <laughs> what goes on in these Texas Walmarts? Okay, guys, I want you to vote. Which one is more ridiculous? The Walmart bans a woman from riding an electric scooter and drinking wine out of a Pringles can, or the woman who ate half a cake and left it there?
1: I think it's
0: the half the cake one, because it's just what? like... <laughs> she was... <laughs> Who drinks wine from a Pringles can?
2: Obviously, the, the second lady is much crazier, just going around this Walmart, right? She's drunk, she's on that elderly person's scooter, <laughs> drinking from a Pringles can. Like, how much <laughs> Texas Walmart can you get?
0: Oh my god. Wait, are these both Texas Walmarts? Oh, they are both Texas Walmarts. I'm sure we could do a whole segment on unjust um, Texas Walmarts, I swear. Literally. Um, but we're gonna keep it all Walmarts in general. Is it this week it was just a coincidence they were both in Texas. Well that's that's quite a spectacle. Okay, well, let's move on to our movie review this week. Alex, you did a book this week. Tell us about it. Yes,
2: yeah, so I went with Moneyball by Michael Lewis. This this book is about how the early 2000s, late 90s Oakland A's with their general manager Billy Dean managed to really save a buck. So they were running with the lowest payroll in the entire MLB and they were still managing to win hundreds of games. This book takes a deep dive into the economics behind baseball, really, and it really teaches you a lot about life at the same time. It was an amazing book, great read. I've given it a 10, ten. it really taught me a lot.
0: Yeah, Alex, I'm, I'm sure it's a great book. But the problem is, I just don't read ever. So, I mean, I'll read like. Also. What?
2: Uh, they, money, they, they also made Moneyball into a movie starring Mario DiCaprio.
0: Maybe so I'll watch the movie.
2: might be a little more your speed. All right, but. You want to watch that.
0: But the, the movies are never as good as the books. I'm reading Jurassic Park, the book, right now. I'm going to do. I'm going to finish reading that book soon. the I'm getting scenes that I never saw before. Um. But the movie I'm doing is Cool Runnings. It's about the Jamaican bobsled team. It's actually a very funny movie, too. Um, I'm going to give it an 85 because some of it was a bit too comical and like exaggerated. But I liked the story a lot. I'm going to give get an 85, as I said. Have any of you guys seen that movie?
1: Yes, I saw it in math class.
0: That was for like five minutes, though. Okay, Ryan. No, I saw no. the whole thing. Uh, all right. but you saw the whole thing? Oh, yep. I haven't watched that movie in a while, so I don't remember how it ended. So I can't really spoil it for you, but it was a good movie. I recommend it. It's funny. It has the it has a good story. It has everything, you know? So, Ryan, what movie did you pick?
1: Um, so, I picked the movie Mighty Ducks. I don't know if any of you have seen it, but it's a very good movie. It's about a team of just random kids and, like, a coach that does doesn't want to have anything to do with the sport anymore. The very, lots of sports movies are like this and just kind of where the coach is done, he doesn't want to do anything with the sport again, but then a group of kids drags him into the game and then he loves it again and they don't have much money. They can't get here. They can't, they can't buy expensive like things, but they practice hard. They believe and the coach really wants to get them better and it's just a great story. I won't spoil the end for you,
0: though. All right, we're actually running. Wait, Ryan, what did you rate that again? Um, out of hundred.
1: Sorry, um, I give it a 78, mostly because it's a bit old and it's very predictable, but it's a good
0: story. All right, we're running very low on sports movies to do. You know, so um, we're probably gonna have to switch it up eventually. But you guys are welcome to leave voice messages. We'll leave the link in the description again of sports. Uh, you can do a review of your own. We'll play it on this. Because we're running out of this, you know. We'll figure out something else to do, though. So.
2: We'd also like to uh, talk about our jokes of the week. Ryan and I have both have jokes. So I think, Ryan, you should go first here.
1: Okay, I will go first. First is probably read. I have two of them. First is probably read deleting uh, our podcast so we have to re-record. And second, which is an actual joke, um, why do pitchers lift one leg when they pitch? Why? <laughs> 'Cause if
0: they lift both, they fall down. It's almost funnier the second time I heard it Ryan. But <laughs> for you those well, of you who don't know, Reed is my brother. You know? he deleted leave my podcast. He actually had a podcast for a while. He actually just quit this week. He said it was too hard. But we'll leave the link in the description <laughs> for that. It was about the NBA. But um he just copied me. He just copied me, but you know. But anyways, um we'll leave a link to that in the description just in case you guys wanna check it out, alright? He is already done. There's not going to be any more episodes. But Alex, give you your joke.
2: My joke of the week is last week's podcast. This podcast had everything you could want. It was a terrible sports podcast. We had people not knowing what teams were in which divisions. We had them taking five minutes to guess who Jared Stidham was. And I was literally sitting on my floor screaming because you guys couldn't get it. But I was extremely painful to listen to. You. That, that's
0: my joke for the week, the podcast last week. Yeah, um, okay, we need to test him this time. So this is our second time recording this. And those of you who didn't know, Ryan did not get the correct answer yesterday when we recorded this, and I asked him the teams in the AFC East. So Ryan, can you give us the four teams in the AFC East?
1: Okay, so the four teams in the AFC East are the New England Patriots. One. The... New York Jets. Alright. Yep.
0: Yes. Buffalo
1: Bills.
0: Yup, three. And We're so close. Come on, Ryan.
1: Um, Dolphins.
0: Yes, Ryan. Okay, that is Ryan. Is, yeah, did it. That is third time Ryan has had to guess the teams. I don't I think did Ben know it either the other week? Yeah, ben didn't know either. We'll quiz Ben next week. We'll quiz Ben next week. I have progress. I have progress. Uh, yes you did, Ryan. You've improved since yesterday when I told you the answers. But okay. Let's move on to our end day predictions. We all have our brackets that we set up based on the um it's based on the standings that we established last week from looking at all the games. So if you haven't watched that episode yet, I would go and do that right now. Just that segment if you want to, because this is all that's gonna be important for this part. So who wants to go first? Who wants to give us their first rounds for the East? Oh, wait, before we start, before we start, before we start. um, There was a piece of news that I read earlier. For family-related issues, um, Montrez Harold of the the Clippers, he's going to be sitting out the bubble. So we didn't know this when we wrote this down. He's one of the key players on the – He's gonna be one of the key players on the Wizards this year. I mean, not the Wizards, Clippers, the, Gri- Clippers, the, Clippers, Clippers, the Clippers, Clippers, the Clippers, the Clippers, the Clippers this year. He's a he's a bench player. He's a six man of the year candidate, but just keep that in mind. So, Alex, why don't yeah. you give us your East first, first round?
2: Uh, I would also point out that Zion has also had to leave the Leafs bubble. killing issues?
0: He left the bubble, Zion. He's
2: going to to, yeah, he's gonna to have to fourteen day quarantine on his way back, and that could be a real, real, real big hit for the Pelicans, who already have the easiest schedule. Wait. So, if he, if he back time,
0: is he if he hopped out of the bubble, that out of the bubble for for good?
2: No, no, he'll be back. He just had to deal with some family
0: issues. All right, because God forbid that the NBA couldn't get Zion in the bubble, you know. So, Alex, give us yes, your your East.
2: Bad. All right. So right now, now we have the Heat, the Heat, in the Pacers. Uh, this year is taking Heat and Six. I really believe in Heat basketball. Really great offense. he's fans. Taking a great player on the bottom. Uh, Hero and uh, the Hastings aren't really gonna have an option, they really only have Miles Turner left and the rotation. Victor Oladipo is in Orlando, but he's not really playing the top and 5 yet. He's still recovering from injury, so I don't see them making it past the heat in the series. Next up, we have the Celtics and the Sixers. I'm taking Celtics in seven, and this is completely based on hometown bias. I think the Celtics don't match up great against the Sixers, they have a lot more size, which is what the Celtics are lacking. But I think the Celtics have a speedier backcourt. And they can really explode on the wing with Tatum. And I think his scoring boost is going to help Celtics here. For our last Houston Conference first-round matchup, we have the Raptors and the Nets. Here I'm taking the Raptors in five. This should be a clean sweep, but we will see one iconic Jamal crossover. You know, going out game. going to drop like 50 points and just rip the Raptors to shreds. For that one game, and he's gone for the series. You know, be just one one last iconic game at the profit.
0: How many games did you say that? Um, how many games did you say that uh, the Celtics would beat the Sixers in? Uh seven
2: games.
0: All right. So, um, I actually have the Sixers in a different part of the bracket here. I have them against the Heat, but I think that the I don't think the Celtics will be able to. I think the Celtics will be able to easier match up against the. Sixers for that long it'll be a tough series I think it'll be at least six games but I don't think I mean it will be six games at most I'm guessing around like the six game range to actually well I'm just gonna predict if it's Celtics versus Pacers I mean Sixers it's gonna be six games in my mind because I think that the the 76ers they really only have the their great score in Joel Embiid and they only really have anyone else they can rely on because Ben Simmons he's their point guard and you need a really good three-point shooter on your team in the, right at this point in the NBA to be able to move on, but they don't really have that on their team. Their best three-point shooter is probably, like, Tobias Harris, and he's kind of washed up. So I don't think that the Sixers will put up that much of a fight. I think they're going to take a step yeah, back.
2: Have the Sixers managed to keep their Redick this season? they'd be sitting pretty. I think they'd be in much better position, at least playoff-wise, because you really a three-point specialist like him. But, of course, the Philly owner phillies owners cheaped out as they always do like they didn't pay their they didn't pay their uh staff like in a beginning of a quarantine and then they managed to go on buy the nets which is just completely atrocious but i think they could have shelled out that for a dollars to keep a, a elite three-point score and veteran like jk reddit
0: yeah so here are my east for round predictions Bucks Magic. Mine are going to be a bit different from Alex's because Alex's um, Alex was not here last week, so he doesn't know the standings. But um, I have Bucks Magic first round. Bucks four, Magic nothing. Pretty self-explanatory there. The Magic just suck. Um, Raptors Nets. So originally, I thought the Ra- the Nets might put up a bit of a fight against the Raptors, but um, I just don't see it now that they the Nets have lost so many players, like we talked about last week. They lost. Most, I mean, all, almost all of their key players, they've been depleted of Spencer Dinwiddie, um, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. They're all out for the rest of the year. But I think they stand no chance against really anybody in this bubble. But I did have them winning a couple games in the... I did have them winning a couple games um, in the final eight games, but not in the playoffs, not against a team like the Raptors. And then we have Celtics Pacers. Um, we've had this matchup a couple years in a row, and I think the Celtics have gotten better since they lost... Um, since they lost Kyrie and gained Kemba, so last year I don't remember what it went to. Maybe I think they actually sweep swept them last year, but I still had the Pacers winning a game even though they lost depot. I don't think that the Celtics are going to be able to win all four games in a row just because the Celtics they're inconsistent and every once in a while they lose a they choke a game to a team like the Nets or Pacers or something like that. And then you have Heat 76ers. This is the interesting one. I had the 76ers beating the Heat. I think that Joel Embiid can will them past Jimmy Butler. And last episode, you talked to me about how the um, last episode, you talked to me about how the uh, Heat have these great players. But I think that, as I said, the 76ers they don't have a great shooter, but I think they can overcome that. I think Joel Embiid is going to have some great games in this series because I think Joel Embiid's better than Bam Adebayo. I think he's going to will them by them in seven games.
2: Personally, I definitely take the heat in this series. I think that their combo of three-point shooting, which is absolutely elite, and their passing can easily get the pass the Sixers. I think that Embiid, or I know that Embiid and Simmons don't show up in the playoffs. Simmons scored one point last year against his Celtics in a game. So I think that they just don't have a clutch gene yet that's needed to win a playoff series that, you know, a guy like Jimmy Butler really has and has been cultivating all his life.
0: I mean, the 76ers, they didn't lose that much except for the great three-pointer they had in J.J. Redick. They almost made it to the semifinals last year. If it wasn't for that, let's be honest, it was a pretty lucky shot that Kawhi Leonard hit where it bounced around the rim like seven times and then finally went in and won them the game at the buzzer. So if it wasn't for that shot by Kawhi Leonard, who had a clutch moment in that series, I think that they would have... um I think that they would have had a chance at going to the finals because they are playing the Bucs, and the Bucs didn't really perform in the next series. But the 76ers, they haven't lost that many pieces. I just think that um, I actually have them getting out in the next round, but we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. I don't think they have the pieces to get by the Bucs this year. So speaking of the second round, we still have Ryan. Ryan, would you like to give us your first round East predictions?
1: I would like to give you those. All right, so... I have the Bucks beating the Magic in five. I don't know why, but I just feel like the Magic will have one crazy win. And I have the Raptors beating the Nets in five also. It would have been probably six or seven, but Victor Oladipo is in. Wait, no, not, not Nets. My bad. Just the Raptors beating the Nets in five. I don't know. I feel like they'll have one good win, too. Celtics beating the Pacers in six. The Pacers don't have Victor Oladipo. So I feel like we'll be able to win that one. And then I have the Heat beating the 76ers in seven.
0: All right. So um, it's kind of similar to mine, except that you flopped around the Sixers in the Heat, which is understandable, because that series could go either way. So let's move on to the West first round. Alex, can you, like, give, your, can you give yours first?
2: round in the West. This was maybe pre-Zion, saying we might not be back in time for the for first few regular season games. But I have Lakers-Pelicans. Pelicans are very close to that playoff spot. They have an extremely easy uh, road in uh, opposed to other teams that are fighting for the eight team. So I think I have Lakers-Pelicans. I got Lakers in six in that series. You're going to see Zion and Brennan. really go off for a couple of new games, but I think Lakers are and AD, They're not going to be trying a ton, but they're going to be too much for the Next, we're going to have we're um, so gonna have Jazz and Thunder. Here, I'm taking Thunder in six. I think that their backcourt trio of Shea, um, Chris Paul, and Dennis Schroeder are going to be way too much for the Jazz to handle defensively because Rudy Gobert can only do so much by himself. I think Thunder have a series in the bag in six. Next, we have the Clippers and the Mavericks. This one's taking Clippers in five. I think that Luca and Kristoff's. Are, are really good. They're going to be really good for the next half decade, at least. But I think they're just not good enough to really beat the Clippers yet.
0: Next All right. I have
2: Nuggets and Rockets. I'm taking Nuggets and Seven. This is a tough call for me, but I think that Niko Jokic, even though he has slimmed down, as has Harden, he can just take advantage of the Rockets in the low post. are starting center is P.J. Tucker. He can just easily post him up and dunk on them every day the week. it's not even going to be a close one, I think, in terms of downline. I think Harden and Westbrook can keep them in this series, but I think the Nuggets are going to win
0: it. You think the Nuggets are going to take out the Rockets? Yeah. So we talked about it yesterday, but you cut that out now because the audio got deleted. Thanks, Reid. But um, anyways, uh, I think that I say this all the time on our podcast. I think I even said it in the first NBA Predictions that we did in episode two or three. So I think that if the Rockets can learn to use – I mean, if not the Rockets, the just James Harden and Russell Westbrook, if they can learn to work together and use their scoring talent, which I, I'm not sure if they can, but I'm going to assume that they can. and I think that the Rockets are going to be a pretty big threat against the team. And I think they can, I'm not very high on the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets – like I think they, they fell the most out of – any team that I had and the other ones, so I think that that the Rockets would beat the team like the Nuggets. I don't know why I just don't like the Nuggets in the playoffs, but I think the Rockets are gonna come through this playoffs. I think they, I don't know why they didn't do very good in the regular season. Um, they did pretty good in the last couple of years, but this year they just couldn't perform. I think that this in the playoffs, they have a chance for a kind of a fresh start. Now that the season is be kind of beginning again. Um. I think that the Rockets will beat a team like the Nuggets. But also, we have Chris Paul and the Thunder. Who did you have the Thunder playing again? I
2: have the Thunder playing the Jazz in the
0: first round. So I think that the Jazz would win that matchup. I like their combo of Donovan Mitchell, who's a great scorer, and um, Rudy Gobert, who's a great defender. They also have Bob Donovich, who used to be in the Pacers. He's on their team now, right? Mm -hmm. I like that guy a lot. he did some good damage in the, when Ole Depot was out last year in the series against the Celtics. But um, I'm just not too high on Chris Paul. I don't know why. I feel like he's obviously having a great season this year. I can't argue with that. I just don't like Chris Paul's chances in the playoffs, especially after all this time off. Someone like Chris Paul, who is getting kind of old, right, I think that it's probably going to play a, fa- a factor in Chris Paul's effectiveness because we got guys who are How old is Chris Paul, like 35 at this point, right?
2: Oh, yeah, CP3 is really getting up there in age, but he's still a very effective guard.
0: So when you're someone like Chris Paul or not LeBron, I think LeBron will probably be fine, but you're someone like Chris Paul who's been out for the last – how long have we been doing this, like three months? So the last like three months, I think that's going to play an effect on his body and his ability to perform because people like Jason Tatum, they haven't touched a basketball in – in months, he said, a couple, of day, a couple of weeks ago. But I'm sure people like him will be fine just because he's younger and it's easier for him to keep himself in shape. But Chris Paul, as you said, he's getting up there in years. So I think that he's going to take a step back just for the bubble because of all the time he's had off.
2: No, Travis, I, I was actually listening to a podcast the other day, uh, All the Smoke featuring Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. They had um, CPPs on the podcast, and they were you know just talking about how he was managing to keep in shape. And he actually went back home to L.A., and he, he has, like, his own... He's got a big house there. He's got his own personal CP3's still in NBA season shape. He's close to
0: it. I mean, I'm sure most of these guys have their own workout room. But when you're not actually playing in the intensity of an NBA game, right? Because you can always work out your knees and stuff. But when you get old like him, I mean, people like Kemba as well. Kemba's not that old, but we know he has a problem with the knee. I'm worried about his effectiveness because Kemba's knee, although he says it's fine, he came up with that a couple days ago or maybe this morning i'm not even sure but um i worry about people like kemba and chris paul because in the game it's gonna wear on their weaknesses and kemba's weakness is his knee i'm not really sure what chris paul's weakness would be but i'm sure he has them i'm sure that being in the games is going to wear him out because you can only simulate so much by shooting around in your basketball hoop and lifting weights and stuff ryan would you like to give your second round predictions for the west
1: The second round prediction prediction in the world. First round,
0: first round, first round, first round. My
1: bad. Okay, I'm having the Lakers beating the Grizzlies in five, Clippers beating the Mavericks in seven, the Jazz beating the Nuggets in six, and the Rockets beating the Thunder in seven. But that's only if James Harden doesn't play ISO ball. Wait, will Russ be back by then?
0: Yeah, we talked about yeah, yeah. it yesterday, he will.
1: So he will? Okay, so if they both share the ball and they don't play iso ball,
0: they'll, they'll win. Um, I think that if what you say happens, if they can share the ball, it'll be a lot quicker than that. The reason I have it going to six games is I don't believe they can... I think that eventually, in the end, they're going to need a couple games. So they One of them goes off. There's an absolute People would call them stat padding nights, you know, where one of them gets a triple-double but the other one has like 15, 20 points, right? So I think that um, if what you say happens and they can play the entire playoffs where they're sharing the ball effectively and they're getting, and they're each making an equal impact on the team for the best, um, I think the series will be a lot quicker than seven games. Okay, I'll give my predictions for the West first round. Uh, Lakers, Grizzlies, 4 nothing. Clippers, Mavericks, 4-1. to one. Even though Montrose Herald is out, I'll still stick by that. I think that the star power of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard will still be able to will them by the Mavericks. And Luka Doncic. But I have Jazz, Nuggets. I have Jazz and 4 Nuggets in 2. Rockets, Thunder. Th- Rockets, Thunder. I had that going to 6 games. I had the Rockets winning. Okay, I think the big question here is, Alex, what do you think about Rockets, Thunder? What about that matchup?
2: I think the Rocket Thunder would be an interesting one. I think Stevie Adams are actually play a really key role in this series because he's played well against Peter Tucker in the past. And I think that if the Thunder's three-headed machine at guard can match Russell Westbrook and James Harden's output, I think Adams can be the focal point in this series and maybe get them past the Rockets in the first round there.
0: Um, I don't have a lot of confidence. I don't have a lot of confidence in the Rockets, big men ever since they lost Clint Capella. No. They've been lacking, but I still think that, I think the NBA is a pretty star-driven league and that Russell Westbrook and James Harden like Ryan said, I think that they'll if they're able to do it even for a couple games, that's going to make the difference in the series. Let's move on to second-round East predictions here. Alex, can you give us your second-round East? Yes,
2: yeah, so for my second-round East, first off we have Boxing Heat. Now this let's take a look about. I think I have to box just because Giannis. But the Heat have been the only thing that's been able to ever shut down Giannis this season. You know, they've taken the Bucks to OT and they win those games. They held Giannis to seventeen points, seven events, assists in one game. Which I think is an extremely uh big achievement. And if maybe they can somehow manage duplicate like that over the course of an entire series, they can win. But I think it's just impossible The think honest. It's too good to go really stopped like that. And I, I have to take the box in 7 now. That's bold. Right, next. Next up, we have reactors for Celtics. I Again, hometown bias coming to play here with Celtics in 7. I think that Lowry and Siakam feed so much off of the Air Canada Center, Center's energy. And especially with them, they would have had home court advantage in the series, and they don't have that now. And that plays such a big trap for Toronto, as it does in Boston as well. But I think it even more in Toronto. And without that home crowd to really get them energized, I don't I don't think the Raptors are going to do as well. So I'm thinking Celtics beat seven with a few really big games. Just get them.
0: Yeah, the Toronto crowd can really play a different some of the games in. In this case, the Raptors would be home if they played the Celtics. I had the Celtics also winning in seven games simply because I don't have a lot of confidence in the Raptors. It kind of It's amazing to me that they got the second seed and they've been able to secure it all year. There's been a couple games where they kind of lucked out that I remember where the Celtics almost caught up. There was one against the Nets where the Celtics choked a really big lead and they almost won at the end, but Smart had a foul. So then they lost that game and the Celtics couldn't catch up to him, but They've been able to maintain the two seed somehow. They've really been carried by Siakam, who's come out of his shell even more so in his what is this now? His third year?
2: Yeah, he's an All Star starter this year.
0: Yeah, he was he was on the All Star team for the first time this in the first time, yeah the first time this year. He got he got Most Improved Player last year. He'll probably get it again this year simply because he went from down there to up here with players like. Um, I can compare him to Jalen Brown, I guess. But I think that the Celtics, they have a lot of talent on their team. I don't think Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, and Serge Ibaka are going to be able to carry them past them, especially now they don't have that clutch player like Kawhi Leonard who single-handedly last year willed them by the 76ers in that last game. Well, not really single-handedly in the whole game, but at the end, you know, he really came through for them. I think that not having him is going to make a difference, and that's going to change it, but... I had Bucks 76ers. I had the Bucks winning in four games there. I I don't like the 76ers chances when they go against a very when they go against a superstar like Giannis. I think Giannis they'll try to cover him as best as they can with Embiid, but they have good shooters that like George Hill and Chris Middleton, he's a sidekick, but he's always reliable. He's surprisingly a good shooter for his size. So I think that that's going to get that's going to get them by the 76ers quite easily. Ryan, second round east.
1: Alright, so I think the Bucks are gonna beat the Raptors in seven and the Celtics are gonna beat the Heat in six.
2: Oh. Ryan, I don't think those matchups really match that, up. That doesn't you would end up having it would Ryan, it would be Bucks Heat and Celtics Raptors.
1: Bucks Heat? Oh okay. Yeah, you then I think yeah. then I think the Bucks would beat the Heat in seven mm-hmm. and the Celtics would beat the Raptors in six.
0: Okay. okay, I think that you're the same thing as Alex for the heat. We already talked about that, but why do you do you think the Celtics are really that much better than the um Raptors I think it's a pretty big step back from seven to um six. So why do you think the Celtics are gonna be able to easily dispose of the Raptors like that?
1: I just think they're gonna play as a team. I think they're gonna share the ball And no, I think just they have they have good chemistry, so that's why I think they're gonna beat them in six.
0: Alright, let's move on to second round West. Alex, would you like to give us yours?
2: Yes, for my second round in the West, I have the Lakers playing the Thunder. That's why I'm taking LA in six. I think that I love the Thunder. I love their game. I love a lot of heart, but you can't beat LeBron in the playoffs when he's like his well himself all like this. You just can't. So, I gotta go with them in that series. And Next, I got the Clippers versus the Nuggets. I'm taking LA in seven. I, I love the Nuggets and I think they're gonna the Clippers are gonna have a hard time matching up the front court especially. Now the Harrell may be gone. But I still think LA just cool line here and to get
0: Alright, I agree with those. Um that's what I had. So the Clippers, I had them playing the Jazz and the Lakers playing the Rockets. We'll go with the Clippers first though. So Montrez Harold his impact in the team as far as I'm concerned. At this point, what we're talking about like hypothetically, like in our predictions right now. He hasn't been a really big part of the team until like the next round. So this round, I think they can easily beat the Jazz in six games just based on their star power that they have now, even without Montrose Herald. But next round, they're going to be playing the Lakers. So we'll get to that now. Next. So the Lakers are going to beat the Rockets, I have, in six games. So Ryan, would you like to give us your West second round?
1: Okay, so I think the Lakers will be beating the Rockets in seven and then the Jazz will
0: be beating the Clippers in seven. The Lakers beating the who in seven?
1: The Lakers beating the Rockets
0: in seven. In seven games. So you're really you're really confident, Ryan, that the Rockets are going to do good in the playoffs. Aren't you? I, I, I know, but he's confident that the Rockets are going to do good because the Rockets can somehow put seven games on the Lakers. That's impressive. So you're... You're confident that they're no good? Okay. So let's move on to Eastern Conference Finals here. Alex.
2: All right, so I have Buck Celtics here. I think that it's going to be a close series, but I think like seven games, it's just going to come down to Giannis dominating the paint because outside of Marcus Smart, we don't really have anyone who can defend Giannis for extended periods of time. I think he's going to rip our defense to shreds. And it's, it's sad, but it's going to happen. Okay. That's what I'm
0: thinking Okay, I had the same thing in matchup in the East. Um, You said seven games? I had six. So um, I think that overall in the playoffs, the Bucks are not going to benefit because they had the best record in the whole NBA this year. They're not going to benefit from no home court advantage. But in this case, there's no home court advantage to the other team at all either. So I think that that's how the Bucs benefit from that because as we've seen in past, in past years, Giannis can really get put down by the home crowd when the Celtics kind of got him in foul trouble a couple times, right? So I have the Bucks versus the Celtics. The Bucs take it in six. I Maybe Tatum has a couple good games, but as long as Giannis can keep his head straight, I think the Bucs take that series pretty easily. So let's move on to Ryan's predictions.
1: So I disagree with you guys. I know it's I'm biased, but I, I really do think the Celtics will beat the Bucks in seven. Just because I feel like the Celtics will get in Giannis' head, and once you get into his head, he doesn't perform as well as he should. So okay. I think they're just gonna take that in seven. But it'll be very close. Like it might come down to a buzzer distributor or whoever literally makes the mistakes. It'll be very close.
0: I think the mistakes are going to be cut down for the Bucks, especially because there's no home court, as I mentioned. I think the big factor with that theory is that Giannis needs to be put down by the crowd as well. But let's move on to the Western Conference Finals. Alex.
2: All right, so I have the Battle of LA Lakers versus Clippers, which I'm going to point out. I used to run a blog and I made this prediction that it was going to be the conference finals earlier this year. I'm with that. But, um, Lakers-Clippers going to be a real tough series, but i I got to take LeBron. I've, I, you can't bet against LeBron until it comes to the finals. You really just cannot. And I think that he, especially in just the last weekend of the season, which we've all taken very seriously, that he showed us that he could absolutely dominate the Clippers teams when they were healthy. And he went out there and absolutely put on a show against Kawhi. And so I think he's got this new fire underneath them during quarantine. And he's ready to go. He's ready to tear the Clippers to shreds seven games.
0: Alright, so, I also have this exact same matchup. This is kind of where Montres Harold, his loss would really hurt the Clippers. And I'm pretty sure, let me check real quick. Uh, I can't find it right now, but I'll look later. But I think that Montres Harold, he's out for the whole bubble due to family-related issues. He's not going to come back for the whole playoffs, is what I'm hearing. I'm pretty positive about that, but um, I think that's really going to hurt them in this series. Uh, I made this before. He was pronounced out. It's hard for me to say now because I think it's going to be very close because they still have Lou Williams off the bench. There's another guy I like, Laundrie Shamit. I like him a lot. He's a good shooter. He destroyed the Celtics in one game that I watched all the way through. But uh, I'm still taking the Clippers in seven games. Originally, I had it kind of – it's hard to explain, but I had it kind of like a not-that-close seven games. You know, like the Lakers, they got lucky in a couple games. But the Clippers overall dominated the series. I'm taking this like very close, like close games all the the way, right? But I think that the Clippers, their star power is is going to be better than the Lakers star power, especially because they're a lot younger. Kawhi has shown that he has been very clutch in the playoffs, especially last year when he carried the Raptors to the championship. So I'm taking them and going to the finals against the Bucs. Ryan, what did you have?
1: In the Western Conference Finals, I have the Lakers beating the Jazz in six.
0: Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. How did the. Whoa. Back up. How did the Jazz go to the finals? What? How did the Jazz make the finals?
1: Yeah. The Jazz. The Jazz beat the Nuggets. hmm. Yeah. And then the Jazz beat the flippers wow and then i think they're gonna lose to the lakers
0: all right certainly bold Ryan. i'll pay you money if that happens
2: yes right i will give you thanks, ten dollars
0: okay i'll give him 20 also i'll give him 20, give him 20 also okay. but ryan how does that series play out
1: I have my so much fishing stuff with 40 bucks
2: all right ryan, all right, right. So how many games did that series going to
1: of the Jazz and the
2: Lakers. Yes, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Six. yes. Six. Okay, oh, wow. right.
0: Yes. Really okay. Wow. So. All right. That's more of a sweep series, right there, Ryan. But all right, even though that does happen, I'll give you twenty dollars if the Jazz even make it this far in the playoffs, Ryan. I'll give you like a hundred bucks if they, if they for six game series. But anyways, let's move on to our finals predictions here, Alex.
2: I got Bucks, Lakers. It was really time to get this here, this year, but I would go for the Bucks. I think that Lakers are going to win this series in seven, actually, not it's got that six games. Braun will win the finals and MVP as he does. And this is the series that brings him neck and neck with Jordan in the all time debate. You know, if he can come back with quarantine, still dominate. I think that I'm, I'm going to put his name right up there with Jordan, and i go built the conversation.
0: All right. Um, not going to lie, but I kind of spaced out there. What did you say?
2: Uh, Le- LeBron could match Jordan in the go-combo if he wins this series.
0: Do you have them beating the Bucks.
2: Yeah, I do. How many games? Six
0: games. All right. I think I had the Bucs and the Clippers. I had originally Clippers 4-2. But I'm not sure if I want to change that now because Montrose Herald is out. I think Giannis is easily better than um, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. But they still have Lou Williams on the bench. I they obviously... I. You think they're even? Nah, Giannis is better. He's, he's going to be the MVP. But um, I'm going to take the Bucks in this series now that Montrose Harold is out. I think Montrose Harold was probably their most dominant big man. He was able to rebound. He was also able to put up like almost 20 points a game. He was at 18, I'm pretty sure. So I'm gonna take the Bucks and seven. I originally had four two Clippers, but I'm taking Bucks and seven now. Ryan.
1: Okay, so I think it's gonna be the Lakers and the Six and Lakers and the Celtics in the finals. And I feel like the Lakers will beat the Celtics in five.
0: Are you sure the Jazz aren't gonna make it, Ryan? I'm
1: sure the Jazz aren't gonna make
0: it. All right, Ryan. So, um, you said the Lakers are going to beat the Celtics in what? Five games. Wait, that, that, well, yeah, that's possible. Never mind. I was thought you said three for some reason. But anyways, I think the, yeah, the Celtics, they play the Lakers. I'd love to see the matchup, but I think this could be more interesting of a matchup than you may think because they played the Lakers two times every year, I'm pretty sure it is. This year they played them two times. Um, the first game was an absolute blowout, right? They they didn't stand a chance to Lakers. The Celtics destroyed them. But the second game, it came down to the wire. LeBron hit a a dagger shot with only a couple of seconds left. I think it was like 30 seconds left. So you never know. Maybe the Celtics put up a bit more of a fight against the Lakers. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that the Celtics are kind of built to beat a team like the
0: Lakers, honestly. Yeah. So, does it for our After We finished our predictions. I'd just like to mention, I... Almost closed to the tab on our voice recorder, and that I literally would have just cried if that happened. So if we don't have a podcast this week, it's probably because I accidentally closed the tab on the voice recorder, all right? Um, But then you wouldn't be hearing this. We only have one more week of grinding out our podcast, I think it is. What's the date right now? Yeah. We only have one more week of grinding out podcasts before the NBA and the MLB return. I think the NHL is soon as well. So then it's going to make it a lot easier. It's going to make it a lot easier once the NBA and the MLB returns. We have one more week of grind next week. I think Ben's going to be back. Alex, you're going to be here, correct? Yeah, I
1: will be. I'm going to be gone next week. All right, Ryan. All
0: right, Ryan. We will miss you.
1: But thank you for.